I see pajamas. I see Sam. Sam jamas. Sam in pajamas. People can see my jammies. Are coming down Sam the stairs. Sammy jammies. If it makes you feel better, I'm only wearing boxer shorts. Oh, joy. No pants podcast. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. A show that doesn't make that much sense. But in the grand scheme of things, whatever. My name is Scott. My name is Jeff. And I'm Sam, and I can do the Charleston. Yay! Charleston, Charleston, East Carolina. Some dance, some... Okay, I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> okay. So, uh, some of us have been playing too much Overwatch. Who'd no, have no old business, uh, except to say, hey, Germans, you're back. Sup? <laughs> they went away. Uh, they, they did go away for a while. It seemed like, mm. they, but now they are back. They, they heard Japan was, uh, trouncing them for numbers and just that could not let that stand. Impressive. Ha ha. Germans back on top. Yep. Wait, no, that didn't sound good. Anyway. No, it didn't. Uh, no, it did not. So, pick of the week. Sam, what you got? My pick of the week is a wonderful book called The Spectacular Sisterhood of Superwomen by Hope Nicholson. It is basically a large encyclopedia of uh, female superheroes from the 1930s to now. Um, and Nicholson basically kind of showcases how a lot of these heroines developed over time, Um who was one hit wonders, um, what some of them um, dealt with in political sense. And interestingly, uh, I hope Nicholson's a Canadian as well. Um, she actually highlights a few Canadian superheroines that like I remember reading as a child, um, like the wing and Nelvana. So it's some good stuff. It, it's definitely a great book. If you're interested in learning about uh, bite sized micro histories of characters, as well as which characters have stood the test of time and which ones have easily faded into the background. I just finished reading about the 1990s and the icon of the decade was Witchblade. And I was like, yeah, you know, the 90s was special if she's the icon of the decade. See, I was thinking it would have been like Caitlin Fairchild from uh, Gen 13, right? You would think that. But no. Does Buffy count as a superhero? I mean, specifically comics. And speaking of ladies in comics right now, I do have to tip my hat to Black Canary. Today is year 70 of Dinah Lance kicking butt. Happy birthday, Dinah Lance. We love you in this house. Want to hear a secret? Boom! Sorry. So what are you picking, Jeff? <laughs> uh, my pick of the week. I was expecting you to go with Wonder Woman, but you didn't. But okay. My pick of the week, this is going to be sad and quite disturbing, but I recently picked up the live-action Beauty and the Beast on Blu-ray, popped it in my Blu-ray player. And I had, when I was a kid, I had watched, of course, the animated version. I hadn't seen it in years. And back when I was in grade school, my um, music teacher would have us sing the songs from the uh, movie. Um, specifically, the ones I remember singing the most were Good Morning Bell and the Gaston song. And I sang them at least once a week for maybe two years. 
Uh, anyway, popped in the movie. They started playing it. And I had not sung the song in years. I have not seen the cartoon in years. But as soon as they started playing the song, I was hitting it word for word. Gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Gaston, oh. looking so down Damn. in the dumps. We're going to get sued. We're going to get sued. Like, no one's going to care about Jeff doing the Charleston song. But Disney, yes, they got knives. And I won't go any further. <laughs> When I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every day to help me get large. Now that I'm grown, I ate five dozen eggs, and I'm roughly the size of a barge. I can't also, sing that shit, can I? it's that song that gets stuck in your head forever. Yes, but that's the thing. It's like it's not like the tune got stuck in my head. I was hitting it word for word. They changed the song a little well, bit the, here and there for the well, live no, action it, movie. No, that's from the Broadway version. Because um, okay, but a couple of the songs as soon as, are different. As soon as they change the song, I'm like, no, that's wrong. Why do I know that's no, wrong? Like, it's not wrong. It's just the Broadway version. Because the song from the uh, when they go back in time is also from the Broadway version. Okay. And I'm just sitting there going, why is my brain doing this? The music kicked on and I immediately just hit word for word, note for note. I couldn't. I can't, still can't sing word of crap. I couldn't it, then. The I Disney can't now. The movie does that, though, oh, Jeff. I mean, look at Moana. I get a Moana song stuck well, in my Moana, head all the time. Frozen, that's fine. Yeah, but Moana and Frozen and all those songs, I know the melody and I know some of the words. Good morning, Bell. I hit it. Word for word. <laughs> and that scares me for no reason. Scott, go. All right. So my pick is going to go. Jeez, I had this and I'm going to make sure I get the, all the names right. Oh. Uh, but it oh, is... March by John Lewis? Yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure I get all the, the uh, <gasps> names March is straight. So, good. so I'm going to say um, I'm giving it to March, which is a trilogy of uh, black and white, uh, sort of bi- black and white graphic novel trilogy that recounts uh, the civil rights music from the perspective of John Lewis. So he's co-author with Andrew Aiden. Uh, the illustrations and lettering is Nate Powell. And for, for, for sort of like micro history, uh, in really digestible form and just really, really beautiful stark inks, um, it's just a great read. Oh my god, I love the, the last one, uh, March Volume 3. I mean, it won every damn award ever the year it came out. And it's such a valuable piece of history. I mean, John Lewis poured his heart and soul to tell everybody, like, his story of what it meant to march on Selma. And his relationship with Martin Luther King and just all the people that, you know, he met over the course of, you know, his civil rights activism years. And like every volume gives you just that little bit more to his story. And I mean, John, Senator John Lewis is just a complete and utter inspiration to the world. I don't care what anyone says. I think he's pretty rad. And just if you can get your hands on those graphic novels, they are really worth the read. Absolutely. Which one was your favorite, Scott, by the way? Uh, probably, vo- probably volume two. Oh, mine was three. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're, you, both of your picks were intelligent and deep and meaningful. Mine's, when I was a lad, I ate four. Anyway. <laughs> it's, it's hard uh, not to sing that song. I'm sorry. I know. I can't stop now. I'm just going to break into song for no reason. Shh, you want to get sued? Yeah. <laughs> you want to get us sued? 
hey, as bad as I sing, they're going to sue me for, like, please shut up. Never sing our songs again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, it, man. Could be worse. All right. So we are kicking off. Wait. 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 I'm doing an intervention. Is there's one more thing that needs to be said? This is not a pick of the week, but this still needs to be said because of this show. To the late, great Adam West, a tip of the hat. Yeah, that, that was... What, why, do, why doesn't Batman dance anymore? Why doesn't Batman <laughs> because dance anymore? Because nobody dance as good as Adam West. There was no point to even You know try. what? I should tell you all my Adam West story. All right. Because tell- I have one. So, oh God, it must have been now... I want to say about 10 years ago. Yeah, it's ago. been about 10 years because I was... We had just started dating and we went to Fan Expo and I wanted to meet Adam West, my best friend at the time. Um, we went and got fan art done by this random artist and she got a picture of him doing the Bat-2C. Uh, we went up to Adam West. She wanted to get her piece of fan art signed by him and he hit on us. <laughs> <laughs> It was really awkward, and we were just like, thanks, Mr. West. Hope you like Burt Ward still. Bye! (laughs) Well, okay, she she neglected to mention that Adam West was baffled by the sheer number of young people who were specifically asking about Batman. Because this is the first time he'd done a show in Canada, where uh, about, I guess, ten years prior to that, when we were all but youngins, as... uh, as afternoon as as after school filler a uh the the only youth oriented cable channel in canada at the time would run batman the the 66 batman every day after school my mom and i would religiously on weekends you know when my dad was working um there was a channel called tv land and every so often it would play two episodes of Batman back to back. And usually one would just have Batman and one would have Batgirl. And we would anticipate every time when Batgirl would show up. And usually it was a night when we were like, we're going to have KD and just watch Batman and it's going to be great. And my mom does not care for superheroes when she was alive. She's not big on them, but she loved the 60s Batman. It was just a thing that like made her grin from ear to ear. And I'd be like, man, some of these villains are pretty stupid, but I kind of love them. Well, Batman, the 60s Batman is the exact opposite of it's so ridiculously stupid. It has come full circle back to awesome. Yep. If you go far enough, it will come back to being cool again. Look, I'm just saying that the Twitter feed for all the labels and signs in that show is amazing. <laughs> just labels and signs, man. Zap. Biff. Biff. Sword. No, no, this is all like the... Like, just Joker pulls a ridiculously large lever that is labeled, like, large lever. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Well, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Adam West, you were a fun guy. And Canster still bites. Eight, eight, 88 years. If we hit 88 years, you can't have much to complain about. That's true. Yeah, yeah, see, like, there there he is holding the clear plastic bulletproof shield that is labeled bat shield just in case you were not aware aware it's a shield it's not just a shield it's a bat shield crime analyzer because you know what that shield is now more awesome because it is a bat shield (laughs) anyways Uh, our real topic is not i have adam i hijacked the show momentarily to say that you can go back to your regularly scheduled program now. All right, so we are sliding into our annual tradition of Summer of Mecca. 
Starting yeah. with our starting with a video game about the Robo Apocalypse with Robo dinosaurs, as as persecuted by robot T Rexes and Robo cows, <laughs> the the Robo cows, Robo ostriches. Oh, the, robo ostriches were dicks. Those things are dicks. Like everyone's like, oh man, giant robot T Rexes. No, fuck the no, ostriches. The, the ostriches were bad. There was a couple. I didn't have as much trouble with the ostriches. What I had trouble with was those damn hologram. You know, Cloaking cheetah things. Oh, oh the stalkers. So yes, if you haven't figured it out, we are talking about Horizon Zero Dawn made by Guerrilla Games, which, oh my god, I remember watching the E3 where they showed this, and I said to Scott, I ran down the stairs, I shook him for about 10 minutes going, there was a game with primitive technology and robo-dinosaurs. And he was like, what is this game? And then we watched it again, and he was like, we must have this game, and I was yeah, like, "Yes." Like, there's, there's, there's no way we can't, we can skip the, the you shoot arrows at robot dinosaurs, the video game. Well, it's a, <coughs> it's like the line in from a Doctor Who episode: ro- "Dinosaurs on a spaceship." This is not dinosaurs on a spaceship. This is cavemen versus robot dinosaurs, which is just as awesome. I, I just. I remember watching the trailer and being in the staff chat at RP Gamer and all of us going, what is this magic? <laughs> Especially all the lady staff. All the lady staff were basically just like, it's a game that they made just for us. Because <laughs> apparently all women, like, you know, just, just you, you think you, you think women are some sort of mysterious creature, but all they really want is to fuck up robot dinosaurs with spears and arrows and junk. Yeah, sounds about really. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down. It explains right there. That explains why my dating life has gone so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, no, I yeah, when this, I saw this game. This was made by the same guys who did the Killzone series for the longest time. They finally got to do something else. And third person action adventure shooter, fighting robot dinosaurs. And while the gameplay was fun, it wasn't you know for me anyway. It wasn't mind breakingly different. It wasn't amazing. Sure, the things you were looking at were cool. But what got me personally was the story. This was a damn interesting story. Well, okay, so I'm going to break this down. I think gameplay-wise, this is nothing new, but it's a really tight version of... Like, this is the tightest Ubisoft open world, right? Like this, this it reminded me... I didn't, play a fi- me I didn't play a Far Cry this year, except I did. Yeah, it reminded me, like, this is what happens when you cross Far Cry plus a little bit of Tomb Raider. Yeah, new, new school Tomb yeah, Raider. Yeah, not old school. Not much, not much flipping and jumping in this game. A little bit, but not much. Yeah, there, 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 there are some tombs. You do raid them, but and dodging is, is actually an important skill in this game. This is true. Well, and and this is it. And I something that I I really liked, and I think it trips me to why people really uh, end up jamming on, like, say, Monster Hunter, is that everything is bigger and meaner than you. Like, it will end you, even by the end of the game when you have crazy magic armor and, you know, all the arrows you could ever want. It'll end you. Stuff will still murder you. Anything well, can wreck the, the, you. The, the, the mole monsters. Oh, the mole monsters. Right. Those are, right. I think, I can, I am convinced those are actually the nastiest monsters in the game. Yeah. But, but outside at the of same cloaking time, cheetahs. <laughs> but at the same time, once you find like the two tricks to really nailing everything, you just feel this huge rush of, yes, I got it. I know how these work. And it becomes a game of, I saw it, I saw them first. So I win. And if you yeah, it's get spotted, every, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Every enemy is a puzzle, and 
There's a, an answer for every enemy out there. There's an easy way to beat them. Well, not easy, but there's a direct way to beat them. But not every enemy is the same. You can't use the same technique used on one to beat the other. Outside of going into the brush, whistling them over, hacking them, and turning them against each other. That always works. Yeah, that and always that works. that never gets old, <laughs> by the way. Oh, it doesn't, no. There's nothing more you know, fun than watching it. gazelles go after each other, and then you hit them in the canister butt, and then they all yeah. explode. No, no, my favorite thing is is you'll suddenly you know be surrounded by watchers and some gazelles and other things. You get one of those saber-toothed tigers changed, and they just start wrecking everything. <laughs> You just follow them around. I'll take the parts off that dead one. I'll take the parts off that dead one. I'll take the parts off. I'm going to go hide in this bushel for a minute. Okay, now I can go back and steal <laughs> well, some and more. And there's like the very last hunting grounds challenge where it's like, so, so you know, I'm just this crusty old man that has been watching this zone that is full of predatory robots for no good reason. <laughs> but here's the deal. I dare you. I dare you to make them, to make them kill each other. So it's like, you, you gotta sneak up on the robo-T-Rex and convince it to shoot the tigers. And you get a sweet crossbow out of it. Pretty the, bad the only thing I was bummed out about is like, when I first found out you can ride some of the robots, I'm like, oh, cool, you can ride them. You can ride the T-Rex. You can ride And you find out, no, you can't. No, Aww. they only let you ride the, um... It's the, the bull? The herbivore ones. The cow, the cow and the horse. Yeah, like, there, there's the... The, the the gazelle and the moose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is a robo moose, actually. Yeah, there's a robo moose. But because Canada. Well, no, because well, the, this is like Colorado. There would be Maybe. moose in Colorado. No, no, you can. It's like Colorado and Monument Valley, Utah. Like you, you can, you can, you can Maybe. pretty directly. <laughs> no, where the heck? No, you can pretty directly plot well, the this. Thing is, well, there's there's lots of hints, but. How long has it been since the end of the world? We have no earthly idea. It, it's been a long ass time, and right, this, this <laughs> that's gets, all we know. That 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 gets me into this setting and story because I spent apparently my entire career as a video games commenter as uh, just repeating the phrase: "This post-apocalyptic economy makes no sense." <laughs> and then they and this game came along and said. Yeah, no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna clearly put some thought into this. It has been a long ass time since the robots killed almost everybody. The <laughs> robots have a system where they feed up, that you have a bunch of robots that gather resources to build and maintain the big scary ones. The big scary ones are obscene death machines. I think Jim would walk by and it's like, why does a giant, why does a T-Rex need drones and laser eyes? And my only answer was, because fuck you, mammal. <laughs> yeah because all the easier to kill you with my dear because yeah. these things are built to take out tanks you have an arrow you have archery and well, a the, pointy stick well at the very end of the well, not the very end but one of the last battles where they're sieging the city and you got the walking tanks and the t-rexes and the ostriches and they give you this kick-ass machine gun or rocket launcher thing you've been like man where was this all the whole game and you realize it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah like you you get the repeater grenades and, and then a freaking thunderbird shows up at the last second you're like oh for god's sakes go yeah. away it's like you don't like you i remember the I first remember time you. scott fought a thunderbird and he got brutally murdered because oh, yeah. he just walked into the wrong area and then he was like so i found stormbird stormbird ate my face and i was like yeah that's well, now I know where not to go. Thanks, Scott. Well, that's like the end of 
that that's like the start of Act Two, where you have to get to the big city, and they put a lot in your way. And it yeah, that that's like my big complaint is that you you cross into the desert, and you're like, okay, this is fine, except everything immediately jumps up a size category and a difficulty level, and you're still tooling around. You don't have the equipment to really tool around with these things. I don't know. I, I didn't have that much trouble. I could tell there was a noticeable jump, but I didn't get overwhelmed. Maybe that's because I spent a lot of time doing all the side missions before I hit that middle city. See, so did Scott. That's I did, funny but part. at the same time, I was, by that point, I'm like, okay, no, I can I can parse all these things out. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to analyze, you know, the bison guys. It's like, okay, these bison, I know what I have to do. The fact that there's six of them shouldn't be too much of a problem until I take down one. And nine goddamn vultures show oh, up. Oh, I hated those damn things. That's, that's kind of the bullshit part, though, sometimes, where you'd be like, man, I got this one thing, and then, okay, I attracted another herd. Yeah, it's... And it's, and it's always, like, eight of those stupid vulture things. Yep. Those things are easy to kill, but my god, they're a pain in the ass, and you get, like, six or seven of them. Well, you're, you just got you just gotta, like, flip around, hoping that you can break the cycle of them shooting ice at you, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, run around in circles, shoot one, stab it. Run around in circles, shoot one, stab it. Run around in circles, and hopefully they don't kill you in that process. Yeah, and hopefully there's nothing on the ground that tramples you. Yes, and then, then of course you always get one of those behemoths that show up, and then everything's all fucked. Yeah, it's it's all just completely bang. But this is a pretty cool setting. I mean, all things considered. Well, it it is that you slowly unravel that you know the the cause behind the robot apocalypse and why humanity is. Reduced to hunter-gathering again. Well, my, one of my favorite parts of that is if you find, when you go to the, um, I forget the actual name of it, the place where all the alphas and they were building Horizon Zero Dawn and you find that you know, place where they were introducing people and telling people the truth of what's going on. There was one document I found, it was for the therapist, and he said, a lot of people are going to be very upset when you tell them this news. There are three options, you can tell them these are the three options they have. They can A, start working on a project in Horizon Zero Dawn. They will be working 80-hour weeks for the, probably the next six or eight months, at which time they will be, then be taken to a shelter where they can live out, live out the remaining days in peace. Option two, go sit in a jail cell until the end of the world and then we'll let them out. Option three, euthanasia. It's like, because yeah, some people are just going to be like, what's the point of living anymore? Well, that's just it. You, you get this very screwed up set of circumstances, like, and you, they show you the failures of the world's governments you know that well, this they, is the last resort and yet i don't think it's a failure of world's government that is realize it's a fact that it's the organization of the world's governments that realize okay our ticket is punched yeah we, we're, they, they we're dead like so, so someone some software engineer wasn't thinking through his the consequences of what he did and now the robots are after us and can replicate and we, very quickly right and we can't kill them fast enough and we never will be able to so we have two options. Go down in a blaze of glory or maybe leave something to ha- behind so there's a new human race. Maybe. maybe. I mean, that, those are two crappy options, but there's definitely one's better than the other. And? But I just, I just remember that article says, some people will choose euthanasia, and that is a perfectly valid you know, excuse or a valid choice. There's not much reason for living anymore when we're all going to die. <laughs> like, well, that's harsh but accurate. Mm. Well, it's just finding all the data logs and stuff in this game. It really shows you 
just how grim the world really became. Um, and then yet you have Aloy's world, which is, it's beautiful and it's lush and it's scary. Like it's well, almost misleading when you think about it, that the end of the world, you know, was, it turned out to be so beautiful. Well, it shows you that the Gaia program worked. The, remember the robots ate biomass. So yep. if it was living, they ate it and they converted it in fuel. So they took out everything, every animal, plant, everything on the planet. And they said, okay, once we have finally hacked their code, we shit them all down. The guy gets to repopulate and start the earth all over again. And I did like actually like the extra programs they had floating around, the Hades program. Just in case she kind of fucks up, Hades is the reset button. <laughs> it's like, this is your last resort button. You only yeah. use it when it really is the last resort. Or right. they have the Apollo project, and there was a couple others. Oh, that was... Well, that pissed me off so much. So it's just like, oh man, I'm gonna push the button, and it's just going to be like Beethoven's ninth, and all the art, and it's just like file corrupted. Fuck off. Fuck. <laughs> I I do. And then you find out why. And then it's you like, find out why because the damn yeah you find out why because the guy whose fault this was in the first place because he developed the war machines. It's like you know what, human history has been a series of mistakes. We're just gonna erase everything and start over because that's going to work so well you dumb bastard yeah and then i'm gonna kill all the alphas so you know they can't continue perfecting this program they <laughs> yeah just 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 one guy keeps cracking under the pressure and wrecking it for the rest of us and it's like you at one point i was like shouldn't someone just put a bullet in him <laughs> world's over we don't need his money anymore well also um just the voice acting this is great. I mean, Crispin oh, yeah. Freeman is not the main guy, but the the shoutiest bad guy. Yeah, he's the shouty. The he's only the thing I was the only thing I would have switched is I like Crispin Freeman, but I so wanted him to be silence instead. Well, him being the voice with the internet connection is always great, right? See, oh, I yeah. I actually liked the voice of Silence. I actually thought it was completely appropriate. Like you well, get that very like mysterious stranger very um, coy type character. I mean, and you know throughout the game that Silence is, he's not a good guy, but yeah. he's playing every side that he can to find what he thinks is the actual answer. And while he spends a lot of the game basically telling Aloy she's the key, there's that other half of him where you know it's like, there's more to that. He, he, he's up, he clearly has, he's clearly up to something for his own. And hey, post credits, there he is, messing around. Yeah. Like he's gonna get a he's gonna he's gonna get something he's gonna wreck some stuff and we're gonna have a sequel. Which yeah. is fine because it kinda his plot line is the only one that doesn't get tied up very well. And it's until you get that image that you realize, of course, there is a little bit more to this story because again, silence has his own agenda. And it's like well, yeah. well, where is his agenda going given that, you know, you have Helis who just Wants to destroy the tribes and, you know, wants to take over the Sun Kingdom because the Sun King is a dumbass. And meanwhile, he's incredibly hot and actually <laughs> does care about his people, which is. And his daddy was a nut job. His yeah. daddy was a nut job. But I, mm -hmm. I actually like the Sun King. Like, aside of my point of him being very attractive, he has wonderful intentions. Like, you can see that he wants what's best for all the people. 
And I, I, I didn't think, kind of enjoy. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and there's one quest in the game where I think that it's a testament to the struggles that he deals with. And it's the one about where the young king, the little boy, they transport him to Meridian to save him. And he's trying to explain to him that it's okay. Like, you know, we're going to work at this together. I don't want you to feel like you're alone. And it's like, see, that's a good ruler. One who's actually sympathetic. Because the little boy's a bit of a dick. Like, when you meet him, he's just like, burn everybody. People are awful. I hate this. And, like, the lady assassin who you're helping, she's like, ignore him. Just help me help me take him to safety. Just move him away. <laughs> uh, I... Well, I, I did kind of enjoy being on the other side of that coin, and this sounds bad, but after he loses his quasi-girlfriend, who is, I forget the guy's name, but his sister. Yeah, oh, uh, Olin's sister? Was it Olin? Olin's sister, yeah. Which we find out is the Sun King's quasi-girlfriend, but quasi couldn't get married. because captain of, of the guard thing. Yeah, because he couldn't couldn't marry her because of political bullshit. Anyway, when you know, we find out she is dead, we found her alive, and then she dies, of course, because drama and he, you know he's in a bad place and he starts hitting on her starts you know hitting on aloy and i'm like and you get you're given three options to turn him down it's like the nice version with the heart the kind of harsh version shut the fuck up and get back to your work or the smart version's like what are you doing <laughs> it's like wow it's fun to be on the other side of this conversation for a change <laughs> oh come on um i just i absolutely adore all the mech designs in this and I'm annoyed that there are no like toys. There's no merch for this game. Can can I say that the long necks are actually my favorite design? Because they really are. Like, well, it's scaling clean. a long neck is one of the most fun things to do in that game. I like, I love it. Like, I got so into being like, I have to find all these long neck bastards and climb each one of them and make them my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got really, into, I, I I love them, and I love the the crap monsters. Oh, the, 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 the shell, I don't know the what they're called. shellbacks. Shellbacks, yeah. Because <laughs> you got goodies out of them if you popped off the top. It was like a free treasure trust chest. Sorry. It's great. It's a, tre- it's a, it's a treasure chest with legs is what it is. Like there's, but yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> there's some cool designs here. And, you know, we haven't actually talked about Aloy herself. She's actually a very compelling character. Like what I love. Is she actually? I think so. I really uh, I, liked I, I her. No, I'm just making fun just, of how often Samson's actually. Shut up, you. <laughs> well, I, I like Aloy because the, from the minute we see her, even the little girl, what does she want? Answers. Why am I an outcast? Where is my mother? Why am I being raised by this guy who is not my father, but kind of is my father? Where is all this information? Why isn't anybody telling me anything? And why is everyone being such a dick? I, I also she, just love her... The inquisitive nature of her, like I love when they give her moments where she's being incredibly mischievous and, like, you know that she's she's up to no good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Ashley Birch, uh, as a voice actress, does a really good job of playing into those moments really well. Um, I I loved Aloy. Like for me, I found myself very connected to her as I was playing the game. I wanted to see how she could handle a lot of things and. Given that she is this outcast, it's interesting to watch how people be become compelled by her. Oh, that, that was my favorite scene in the whole dang game. She, she's an outcast. She goes out and does her thing, and then she comes back. And once she's ha- gotten the full DNA code, she's able to go through the door. 
and she learns everything. She gets all the all the answers for the most part. She comes outside the door, and they are literally bowing before her as if she were a god. And she goes, "What the fuck is wrong with you people? Six months ago, you wouldn't even talk to me. Now this, screw yep. you people." <laughs> yep. You know I what? don't blame her one bit. <laughs> well, that's just it. She doesn't let them get away with it. And that's kind of an interesting thing when you think about it, because they could have easily went the route of just, she forgives everybody. And meanwhile, she tries to tell them, it's like, you treated, you know, Rost and I like we were these lepers, these horrible people. And when he died, you guys didn't feel anything for him. And I love that she she lets them have it. She's just like... That's not fair that all of a sudden you're now treating me with respect and yet, you know, you could have done well, that you, before. Well, you had that one matriarch through the whole game is treating her like shit. I mean, she's like, you are a curse. You are a foul demon. You, you're a, you, you're you're a doom upon us all. Right. You are the walking apocalypse. And then as soon as she comes out, praise be to Aloy. She's like, you know what? You can I go should, eat a dagger. I should gut you. you. I should gut <laughs> you right here. It's like... You know, I have this where, spear. Where, to where, where's my renegade interrupt? Where is? Right. I also like, like, you know, I got, you know, I don't think you deserve to die, but I do have a rope cast here. I can pin you to a wall. <laughs> I, can I say I also like the war chief lady? Like, that's one of the first side quests that you do. Is yeah. tracking her down. Is tracking her down. And I love the way that she, she, it takes her a while to warm up to Aloy. Like, you can kind of see it's like, this girl's good, but I'm still better. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, she does a 180, and she's like, okay, you know what? I, I have to respect you. Like, I have mad props. Well, <laughs> she takes down she takes down all the robots. She, you know, kills the, the squad that killed her friends and, and her daughter, for that matter. And she's like, well, maybe it ain't so bad after all. <laughs> you saved my son. You helped me avenge my daughter. I like you. <laughs> Come on, kid. Plus, We're you know, big again. Plus, plus, the- you, plus, you have an impressive collection of coffee cups. <laughs> the most primitive thing from the the old society. Well, I I, I love the little most, notes that they give. Like it's like ancient toothpick, and it's like that's a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> you could use you can pick more than teeth with those. Ancient bracelet. That's a Rolex bracelet. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. If it doesn't work, it's a bracelet now. But or coffee the, cups. They're they're the special thing. Ceremonial necklace. That's a dog tag. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's ceremony associated with it. Well, it's yeah, like well. it's like anything else in archaeology, right? Anything you can't identify must be religious. And yeah, then a few cool. hundred years later, they finally translate it all, and you just, you know, the the cave, the cave is just like torn was here. This writing right. is very high up. Like <laughs> we're just people. We're kind of dumb. Well, the well, the best part is about those coffee cups. You go to the guy who wants them, and he's like, "Well, what do you think they are? Are they?" And he's like, maybe they were used in, some say they were used in a religious ceremony. Some say they were gathered together. And when they did, some awesome powers created. But I believe I have found the true reason. What are they? They are for cutting hair. (laughs) And you're just like, Like, wow. These are very important for the tradition of cutting men's hair. You're like, well, I mean, I know people who, I know some guys who are keen on straight razor shaves that foam up the stuff in a coffee (laughs) mug. Well, even Aloy's like, Maybe they're just for drinking out of nonsense. They're way too elaborate for that. Well, I mean, it, it, it but it's, it's, it's round and it's got a handle. You, can, you, you drink out of that. <laughs> Makes total sense to me. Uh, yes, well. Uh, just everything I, I is so like pretty. The, <laughs> and I love, I did, 
I actually really love all the weapons. Like they've they've oh, all I, got I love their own feel. The purple arrows, the one that hit went boom. Oh yeah, those are great. The sonar ones. I love those things. The the the, the fire arrows, the electricity arrows. I like, like the slingshot. At a certain point, you realize, holy crap, this is Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing ever, I'm not going to lie, was planting the uh, the proximity grenades and the sticky grenades on the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. It's like you'd aim it really well, and then all of a sudden, boop, and they just explode. And then watching all the parts fly, and you're just like, yeah, I did a good job. Just My favorite thing to hunt, the stupid alligators. The, stu- oh. the, snap, the snap jaws. Snap mares, or whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah, but those giant alligator crocodile things, those things were fun. <laughs> Because, you know, they were fast enough that you had to move, but not so dangerous that they drove you crazy. Nice, good balance there. See, I, I just had an affection for, like, the gazelles, where you, you'd find, like, ten of them all clustered together, and you only needed to nail one in the tanks with a fire arrow to blow up the whole herd. Again, never got Maybe. old. That, that, was, that was just, that never got old. That was always fun. Except for one time I did that. I hit them, and I hit the the tank, but apparently they noticed me when I did it, because they ran straight for me. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's and bad. And you guess what happened next? Run away. It was, it was like, oh, God, just turn and run. Didn't matter. Boom! Ragdoll effect flying off into oblivion. <laughs> Whee! Um, and because this is a Sony-published thing, I'm almost certain we'll get a sequel in about a year or maybe two years? Two or three years? Well, this week's E3, you never know. I, I can't see them announcing it right away, but I can see them... that Like, I, I can't see Guerrilla announcing anything but a sequel to this. Well, this is just it. I mean, this game Apparently. sold so well as a new IP. I mean, it, which, it sold which is, really well in its first week. Well, it um, sold really well, especially it came out the exact same week as Legend of Zelda. That was impressive. I was really worried. Well, it this was going to get lost Zelda. by the wayside. That was the impressive well, part. The the trick is that they're very similar games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's a chance this could go badly, or go really well if you hate Zelda. I well, or don't it. own the console that Zelda's on. Well, no, I think. Well, I think that was another problem is that everyone, all the Zelda fans, hated seeing this thing being praised oh yeah no watching the drama when this game came out people being like it's inferior to breath of the wild and it's like they're they're, both. they're two kind both of is, different beasts both is allowed it's like how, how dare it come out at when zelda comes out when yeah. zelda well, comes I, out it's sacred don't you know well i haven't played i've been playing a little bit of legend of zelda breath of the wild on my wii u and i enjoy it i did like i quite frankly liked the combat better and the story by far better in Horizon Zero Dawn, just because there's a, not a lot of mystery in Legend of Zelda. Okay, what's going on? Princess is in the castle, being attacked by Ganondorf. You have to get shit together to get Ganondorf. Okay. In Horizon Zero Dawn, what's happening? Um, apocalyptic world. Why? I don't know. Gotta go why are dinosaurs. You? Why? Fuck you, man. No. That's why. Gotta go <laughs> into, you know, those cauldrons where, like, here's all these electrical wires, and you're just like, where is shit? Like you, yeah. you just go from the wide open spaces to Geiger space, right? And it, it's, a it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful contrast too. Why does she look like that redhead from the past? I don't know. I what love. I, don't know. I do have to point out, I love the way they did the ending, where you see Elizabeth Sobeck's um, grave site. Like you see, like her body kind of entrenched in the in the green space, and there's Aloy just kind of being like, you know, like it's over. Like Elizabeth, you like you saved everyone. 
Um, like just like the way they they framed that scene was just so beautiful. It really was. Like, but of course, then we get the. There was one lingering question, and I probably should have seen it coming at the end, a teaser at the end. It's like, wait a minute, wait, wait. You said for some reason Hades woke up and went rogue. What was the reason? And they never answered it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, something's gonna get worse for the sequel. <laughs> Something. Of course they. And of course they always had that giant spider mech thing in the background that never moved. And you're like, I'm gonna have to face that at the end. I'm gonna and have you to didn't. Shoot that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to shoot that. And that's gonna be very bad. And then you never did. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe it was just decoration. And then, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> No, uh, Gorilla has not even made a peep about anything they might be doing soon. No, they're just posting the excitement that is all the fan just art fan and art cosplay. And and cosplay. Again, I don't. I think they were hoping that people would try to embrace this game because it, it is such a departure for them in a lot of ways. You know, you go from making a first-person shooter to this, and it borrows some of the same things. Am I the only one that is begging for a Figma of... Or heroin, or uh, maybe a Revel Tech. I, I'm th- I'm thinking Revel Tech. I want this thing to move and pose and stuff. I really want uh, Lego long a- neck. Aloy, okay, fine. A- Aloy Figma with a Figma riding horsey cow oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you want her to have the moose, not the stallion? Actually, I, want, I, think I want the, the long, moose would the be better. Long the bull. Longhorn. Longhorn. Okay. Longhorn. Not 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 just a regular turkey. <laughs> okay, fine. We can shoot the turkey. Can I? Can I just say? Like, how apparently, he, the only animals. One of the only, only animals that Gaia got around to fixing was like we got geese, we got foxes, we got raccoons, we got fish. boars, and we got turkeys. Well, I feel we like fish. and foxes. Well, I mean, if if you're if you're seriously saying okay, these things feed on biomass, they just break it carbon down that efficiently. Any large predator is just going to get outdone by, you know, the laser tiger what turns invisible. Pew, 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 yeah. pew, pew, pew. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, bears are badass, but they don't have lasers. They can't turn invisible. Yeah, there are no laser bears. Oh, God, that would be awful. Laser bears. Sequel. That's going to be in the sequel. Ro- robot laser bears. You're going to be attacked by grizzly bears with freaking laser beams. Laser beams? Stuck to your Laser freaking beans. head. And also some sharks. Because why yeah. not? The fact that we didn't get laser sharks yeah, does like, make me a little sad. I, there, there's a point where you have to go on a long swim for a side quest, and I'm like, this is when they're going to introduce Laser the sharks. big, the big amphibious robot, aren't they? This is where I learn that open water is bad for me. And no, no, it was just trout. Uh, they got the gators. That's kind of amphibious. Well, yeah, they're like I, 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 I was just waiting for like a plesiosaur that is somehow car- carnivorous and heat-seeking to come after me. Oh come on! Can we just get a giant thirty-foot-long largemouth bass? <laughs> oh yeah, with freaking laser beams. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, something like that. Oh yes, possibly for the sequel. Anyway, but no, I. I really enjoyed this game all around. There, there wasn't a, the only thing that got me a little at the end is it got a little repetitive at the end of the game. It's like, okay, go here, kill this, go here, do that, go here, find out secrets, go here, find out secrets, call in your Avengers, get all the buddies you've helped for the final battle. Did you get all the buddies, Jeff? As far as I can tell, I think I did miss one or two. I got all the buddies. Okay. I know I you got all the all buddies the because the game gave me a Chivo. Okay. Scott you also collected got all the, all the buddies because I know he got a Chivo too. I don't. I don't think I did those last two side quests 
on in the um, the land. You got to wear the disguise in. I got to do those. But yeah, when when he said we want to do a podcast, I'm like, crap! I better finish the story. <laughs> so so that Saturday after you got after he said he wants to do a podcast, I sat down and played it for like six hours and knocked out everything. I thought I was really close to the end. I wasn't. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> It's like, okay, probably got one or two missions left. It's probably six, seven. (laughs) I really like this game. It's one of the few Mm -hmm. games that managed to tear me away from Overwatch for a while, and I beat it, and I was completely compelled by it as I was playing it. I just, I loved the way the world, how lush it was. I loved the story. I thought Aloy was a delight. And, I mean, I'm excited to kind of see where the story is going to turn next, just because there's still some giant gaping holes and silence. Well, yeah. there's there's loose threads, and if this is, if this is you know, Utah-Colorado border territory, imagine any other state, right? So you're saying Missouri is fucked. You're saying I'm dead. Oh, well, I mean, I... I Oh god! Just well, half, sum- half the the entire Mississippi is just overflowing and it's half submerged. Nah, yeah, well, considering it's a thousand years in the future, I'm probably dead no matter what. But anyway, yeah. oh no! Th- this no, game was I, this game was legitimately great. I was pl- I was so happy to be surprised at how good it was, just across the board. We, every- we actually fought to play it. Yeah, <laughs> there there was a really poignant moment. I remember one that was really kind of bummed me out. It was kind of sad. They were talking about. It was another one of those little data files you find at the Alpha Complex, and one of the Alphas is it's uh, pre-funeral uh, service. But you find out that one of the Alphas lost his partner in the uh, attack, and he said, "I told my, I told so and so I would be with him when he went under for the surgery, but I wanted, but I, I realized I had a chance to go back and get a few more data files. I ran back, got data files, came back, and he was already dead." And I didn't get the bloody birds of friggin' paradise that I was trying to get in the first place. So fuck you. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's like triple whammy. You lost your, you lost your buddy. You went to the get the files, and you didn't get those either. There goes a the bulldog. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 he heard something. He, he runs very, stairs. very fast when he wants to. That wasn't a run. That was a hop. Borf. Borf. <laughs> With that, I mean. Feel like we've covered a lot. Go play this game. It's awesome. If you have not had the chance and have a PS4. This is absolute must-have library. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely, this this, this is, is a console definer. This is a console right. definer. Now this is I put this in the same category as Uncharted Four. If you own a PS4 and you don't own this game, what is wrong with you? You you might be PS4ing. You're PS4ing wrong. Yes, you are doing it wrong. Go buy this game. There's only two games I put that category in for this system, Uncharted 4, Horizon Zero Dawn. If you don't have it, go get it. Yeah. You gotta do something while we're waiting around for more Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a Persona 5. I'm yeah. liking Persona 5. Injustice 2. I, I beat the story mode for that. Yeah. I am very, very good with Atrocitus, which disturbs me greatly. <laughs> you should play with Jim. Jim is well, also just playing saying, it. I'm... I was just saying, I I told Scott one time, at a, I was at a comic book shop, and they were giving out random rings. You reached into a hand, you pulled out a ring. I pulled out a red ring. I'm a red lantern. I'm apparently full of evil and hate. Just like the cat. Dexter. Best cat ever. And I hate cats. I mean, in, in, in the cavalcade of comic book cats, it's really just, like, like it's him, lying cat, and who, who else? Streaky? Garfield. Uh, um... What grumpy cat? Uh, what speedball? What speedball's cat's name? 
Oh, I so want to see a Dexter Grumpy Cat crossover now. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know why I want to see this, but I do. And with that, go murder some robo-dinosaurs. Have a good night, folks. Good night. Watch out for those cloaking cheetahs, though. They're pain in the ass. Yeah. Look, I thought this smelled bad. On the outside. Thank you for listening. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 3.0 Unported International License. Visit our website, sbopodcast.com, for more episodes, contact information, social media links, and if you could be so kind as to, please subscribe and rate our show on your podcasting app of choice.